Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, sad feelings from Stillwater. And also NFL dollars for Red Raiders next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to be back with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Always appreciate being your first listen each day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you again on the Hills of another ball game this one in stillwater oklahoma red raiders and cowboys clash and man just dust off some of the notes you've had from other games i guess this year because there were some moments where you saw tech really competing and putting themselves obviously in a a position to have a chance at a win late in the game but unfortunately you come up short again yeah you know and at this point it's just really about the result uh i think yeah we've seen this movie uh unfortunately <laughs> way, way way too much uh but you know one in ten and you and you know the what, what you're what you fear is that your your kids start to look at themselves and start to say okay here we go again uh, and, and it becomes kind of like, you know, losing becomes normalized. Um, yeah. and that's not, that's not a good thing. Uh, but I, I think it's at some point I, I was surprised that that game was as close as it was because I thought, uh, there was times where you thought Oklahoma state may, may run away from you a little bit. Uh, so I'm clear. I don't think Oklahoma state is, I, I was expecting them to be a bit better. I'm not very impressed with their guards. A lot of missed free throws, a lot of just weird turnovers by Oklahoma State. But again, you took advantage. Kind of sloppy, huh? It, it was uh, hard hard to watch at times. <laughs> just not not easy on the eyes, basketball wise. Uh, and, and again, your 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 offense is largely generated from you know isolation situations with the guys like Davion Harmon and uh, and Jalen Tyson. And I thought, uh, but I thought, you know, Banner was really hot early. It, it was weird because you start off the game really good. You're up 13-6. Then I think Oklahoma State answers, and they go on like about a 16-2 to two run. And they're up uh, by a, a bit there. And then you come back with a 10-0 run. And so it was kind of, you know, just this uh, game of runs, if you will. And th- there were, you know, you were down, I think, as by as many as 14 there in the second half. But I, I hesitate to, to say it this way, but to text credit, they continue to kind of battle and hang in there and put themselves in a position to win. But again, all that matters is that you didn't. Uh, you didn't win. You you had a play there at the very end where you just kind of beat yourself and yep. uh, you missed a blockout. Uh, and, and, you know, it, that's it, – it's just – you know, because if you, if you go look at so many like upsets over the years and like NCAA tournament wise, you'll see that so many of those are because of a missed block out at the very end. You know, like a, a shot attempt goes up and then somebody with a with a putback, and that just it's just the you just get caught ball watching and you get caught up in the moment. And NC State Wolfpack, baby. There you go. <laughs> One I mean, of the greatest absolutely. highlights of all time because people are watching. <laughs> yep, you got it. Um, and. Yeah, but that it just I'm like you got to be kidding me. Uh because he just 
yeah, he just swooped in there and, you know, he's a small scale on the floor, but, uh, up and in and, <laughs> and with, uh, what less than a second to go, but just, I'm, I'm like, you just gotta, it's almost like you spin the wheel on, okay, how are we going to lose? Oh, God, how are we going to yeah. lose this one? Yeah. It's just, it's just frustrating. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I wish I could, you know, make anybody feel better. Uh, but I, you know, it just, it, it, losing sucks, man. Uh, losing sucks, but, now you now you come home and you've got two really really good teams coming into your building, but uh, that's a, that was a winnable game uh, last night and you just you just couldn't get it done. Uh, I think Tech was like a, last time I looked at Fanduel like what six and a half point underdog something like that on the road. I mean, it wasn't like it was one of your poorer showings of the season by any stretch of the imagination, and it was a weird kind of recipe for Tech to even find themselves. Uh, in the game in the final few minutes or even final few seconds. Chris, we saw a starting lineup uh, that consisted of O'Banner, Lamar Washington, Jalen Tyson, Davion Harmon, and Kerwin Walton. You already mentioned kind of like O'Banner being hot early, but I think only two or three points in the second half. It was it was a strange concoction <laughs> that you put together to then give yourself a chance to win that game. But I can't ignore the fact that a team that has nothing to play for other than pride at this point looks like they still have a little and are showing up. And I don't know what's more painful. Like these are the 34 point blowout. I mean, cause this makes you feel like, damn, you're, you're still not that far away uh, from being the team that's coming away smiling. And God, when you think about the big 12 conference, Chris, I mean, we've been talking about, I mean, how many bids, eight, nine, I don't know what the number is going to wind up being at some point in time, but it's just so frustrating pull your hair out level frustration um but i was i was intrigued by by the recipe uh that came up with last night was intrigued to see uh lamar washington in the starting lineup he did not have a good game as one of his poorer ones probably of the year unfortunately but a little different uh a little different mix there for tech yeah you know and, and it's it's a lot to ask uh a freshman i said this on the broadcast last night but it's, it's a lot to ask a freshman against that because the thing about Oklahoma State is that they are very good in the half court defending because they are very long and athletic and they've got an eraser on the back mm -hmm. end and Musa Cisse that averages you know two plus blocks a game and then how many other shots does he actually alter it was the same thing with Tariq Owens so you can really pressure the ball uh, if you're one of these guards because you know you've got help uh, behind you and I think Asking Lamar to really facilitate and and you know kind of get the offense organized at times in the half court against that good of a defense in their building it's just a lot to ask when when he's just not he's not there yet and I think yeah he, he just the Big Twelve got the best of him uh, last night I think what he had finished with six turnovers yeah yeah and that that's just you know and again he's been he's been really steady. Uh, throughout but you know and again it, the the sport's hard uh the the league is hard and and he kind of got to see you're just not really sure on any given night and like how about uh how about Bryce Thompson I mean goes for 21 in the first half and his career high was 23 points <laughs> and he goes for 21 in the first half but then he doesn't really do a whole lot in the second half so right. it was just kind of a weird yeah weird game from that standpoint where He's making the sport, Bryce Thompson for Oklahoma State, making the sport look super, super easy. And all of a sudden, like 20 minutes later in real time, it's like, okay, he can't 
he's having a hard time. So, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the sport though. At he hated the other end of the floor. I don't know what was behind yeah. that other basket, but he wasn't like, yeah, he was over in the mm-hmm. second half. Didn't score a point, had 21 in the first 20 minutes. That, that was kind of bizarre to see. Um, I, I'm so conflicted as a fan, Chris, about even talking about like big picture things, you know, in years to come, like, Hey, building around this guy, we talked about it yesterday, kind of, you have no idea yeah you have no idea like Jalen Tyson you know we talked about like remember when guys used to get older in the same uniform remember those days so God only knows what the future holds for these guys but I can't ignore the fact uh also that Jalen Tyson has been on a bit of a run here has had three uh consecutive impactful games and the other guy I would mention Chris I've been a little interested in as you've gotten to the later stages of this big 12 schedule Elijah Fisher all of a sudden here or there is, yeah. is kind of noticeable. Th- those two very young guys still, Elijah, very, very young uh, as compared to Tyson, but uh, yeah, are you getting tell my you, attention. You may tell you a real life example of a weird, um, you know, like just like it was like an in my face kind of thing. I, in the first half of the broadcast, uh, we come back from a commercial and I'm kind of, looking at stats and kind of going through things uh, on the air. And I feel this tap over my, on my right shoulder and I don't immediately turn around. Uh, but I kept going. Then eventually I did turn around. Alan Bowman came to say hello to me. And I'm, I'm thinking like, man, this is my worlds are colliding here. Uh, is, is former Texas tech quarterback, a guy sure. that you thought years ago, we're building around this guy, like a guy that when Matt Wells was hired, the biggest thing he had was, hey, make sure that he keeps Alan Bowman here. You know, that's the biggest concern is don't let Alan Bowman leave. And it's just funny how life works, right? Uh, so, yeah, his third I, I, stop now, I guess. Yeah, Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, Oklahoma State is. I think he's likely to be the starter, or certainly in line that to do that. Insane. I and feel after, like he's thirty-five years old, uh, by the way. <laughs> After some time at Michigan, and then after some time at uh, in, in Lubbock, for sure. Crazy. But to answer your question, like on on Jalen and Elijah and Lamar, I really don't know what the future holds here. Uh, I really don't. I think you you'd be naive to think that there won't be lots of changes to this roster, whether it's the program's choice or the player's choice. Uh, and I just don't begin to know uh, what what that's going to look like here in about a month. Uh, yeah. But you know, and, and I can you you can make arguments for or against really uh, on who you want to grow old with, or do you want to hit the reset button with with whoever it is? I mean, that's kind of how this this thing works. But uh, I think you've seen lots of flashes from guys like Jalen and yeah. Elijah, and even Lamar. Um, you know they're they're flawed to a certain extent, uh, but there's things about them that you're like, well, this like in time, this has a chance to be really good. But I think that's really the crux of the problem, Cowan, is that do you have that time? Right. You know, right. after you go through a year like this, I mean, what's the what's the the vision for this program next year? And you can't have another year like this one, or, or you just risk, you know, apathy, and you risk, you know, people like you know not wanting to 
buy ticket. I mean, you know, there's just all kinds of, it's a big business, you know, yep. I mean, that's just the harsh reality of it. So apathy with ticket buyers, apathy or just general interest with boosters, yeah. Yeah. supporters, donors. I mean, people that actually turn the will NIL collected. I mean, everything mm-hmm. um, that has been so engaged and so fruitful, you're in a very precarious position with right now, as you try to keep it all together and pulling in the same direction. But yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of change. Uh, Jalen Tyson, I'm willing to grow old with you. I think I am. I think as this season has progressed, uh, you've seen him figure some things out. I don't know if it's slowing down for him or what, but early on, you're kind of like, where are you, dude? And a uh, little time now down the road, he, he's put some performances together that that I certainly like. So glad to see that, if nothing else. Unfortunately, it's an L at the end of the day for Texas Tech. I guess the bright side is they're back in their building uh, coming up for a period of time now after a couple on the road, and uh, of course, we'll be back to discuss it all, for better or worse, from United Supermarkets Arena on episodes of Locked On Texas Tech coming up. But coming up next, we're stepping away from hoops, and we're talking dollar, dollar bills, y'all. National Football League, Red Raiders, and where these roads cross. We get to it next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by America's number one sports book. It's FanDuel, and it's the only app you need to have your Super Bowl covered for your friends, your family, your pets, whoever you're trying to get plugged in. So many great features to make it easy to use, especially for those first-timers. So download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. (laughs) You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win, let me tell you again, Super Bowl 57 with the no sweat first bet, you're getting up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't cash. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who's going to score a touchdown. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, super easy to use. If you're new to it, don't be afraid. Step right on up, sir, ma'am. Best of all, you're going to get paid on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech a part of your day, whenever, wherever, however you're making it happen. We appreciate it. Thanks for making us your first listen. Hope you'll make Locked On College Basketball on the Locked On Podcast Network your second listen at your one-stop college hoops shop on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts for your second listen. It's Locked On College Basketball right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're stepping away from college hoops. Going to get back to college football, sort of. But this with a professional tinge, Chris, as we learned this week, a couple of Red Raiders and uh, Tyree Wilson, no surprise, and Sir Roderick Thompson uh, invited to the NFL Combine. You always like to see uh, the good guys' names on those types of lists. No surprise for Tyree Wilson. Were you surprised with Sir Roderick Thompson uh, getting the nod? I mean, not not really. Uh, I, I think because I, it seems like they they add. I'm trying to remember the total number. It's like in the two sixties or something that they invite to the combine. It doesn't guarantee you anything, but it is. Sure. It does separate uh, like combine versus non combine invite uh, invitation type guys. I mean, I think that 
and again, I, there's been a lot of conversations about them doing away with this combine or kind of altering it or whatever. But bottom line is that this is a situation in a in a uh, a few days where th- these kids, you know, or prospective uh, draft picks here, they, they can make a lot of money by how fast they run, by how the, how well they answer how well they answer questions. I've, I've heard uh, I've heard stories that. Because it's you know whether you're going to the Senior Bowl, which Sir Roderick Thompson just played in, that that did really really well, and it's about practices and all those things, or whether you're going to Indianapolis, the the, the agents will tell these young men from the time you get to the airport and you get all the way to you know and to wherever you're going, whether it's Mobile uh, for Senior Bowl or, or Indianapolis for the for the combine, and then you you know you return home. Don't be surprised if you've got eyeballs on you and you never are sure where somebody is going to be kind of paying attention to you, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because there's NFL decision makers all over the place. I mean, h- how does how organized is this person? How does he present himself? Um, you know, whatever it may be, because this is big business, as we know. And I think the combine is a situation. Though, you, you, I mean, Tyree will be will be aces. So will Sir Roderick. I mean, that they'll they'll. I don't know one for Tyree. I don't know if he'll actually go through a lot of the physical stuff. I don't know how healthy he is yet. I, I don't have an update there. I know that that foot injury. What would it have been in late? Uh, you know, early November, mid November, I guess is when, when that when that occurred. And I don't know what his status there is, but even if he just shows up and they just so they can measure him and talk to him, he's still a first round pick, pr- probably a pretty high one. For Sir Roderick, it, it, it may come down to how fast he is, or, you know, because I think one of the things that came out of the senior bowl was is how well he caught the ball out of the backfield. And I think that was something that really helped him because we know that what the NFL is like, but it's just. Yep. You get poked and prodded, man. It's you know, and people joke it's the underwear Olympics, uh, all all the all the different all the different things. But that's at that combine is the who's who. That's the brainchild of every NFL franchise. And if they like what they see, or you give them a reason to like this, because you know, for Tyree, you're probably like Tyree and Sir Roderick are complete opposites from this standpoint. For Tyree. He's a. We've seen him projected what fifth, eighth, twelfth. I mean, all, all over the the top end of the first round. So when when you look at Tyree and Sir Roderick as prospects, you're looking at them from two different standpoints. With Tyree, you're honestly looking for reasons not to pick him, because you can't afford to screw a pickup like that. Because if a, if a GM makes a wrong selection in say the top fifteen. Usually they don't get to make too many more of those, and it's somebody else that gets to sit in that seat and make those decisions at that point. So you're trying to mitigate risk at that point and like try to find okay, I need to find everything wrong about this guy because I need to almost be talked out of picking him. You're not looking for reasons to pick him because there's already plenty of reasons why you're interested or you want to pick him. He's tall, he's fast, he hunts the quarterback, he's a hybrid, all the stuff that we know. So, what are all the things that we would not want? Whereas Sir Roderick. He's going to be a back end of the draft guy, you would think, and and they're going to be looking for reasons to select him. Like, hey man, he can catch it out of the backfield. Uh, he 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 he's a third down guy. He picks up the the, the blitz and and pass pro. He's really smart. He smiles all the time. He's a happy guy. I mean, they this is all psychology. There's all kinds of 
dynamics that come into play. But when you're back end of the guy, they're looking for reasons to pick you. Front end reasons not to because they can't afford to to screw it up. And it's all about breaking the tie. You know, I mean, you're you're in a in a group uh, wherever you are with other players and positions. And so, you know, you, you, you want to make sure you're breaking enough ties if they can't find enough things uh, that would make them sway away from Tyree Wilson, then he, he'll be a pick by somebody. I mean, I've seen, like I said, I've seen him high end first round uh, after Will Anderson of Alabama, maybe the next defensive lineman or player in general picked, which is heavy praise. And it is a lot of money initially for a guy like that. But a GM is not going to screw around with taking any chances here. So they're going to poke and prod that foot and whatever else he's got going on. But I don't think that they'll find anything but good stuff with Tyree Wilson. He's a phenomenal kid, busts his ass, works hard, all that stuff. And I think Sir Roderick, uh, I would be shocked if he doesn't fare well there. I just think his, his biggest thing is he's just not very fast, you know, and that's, that's, you know, and maybe, maybe he's faster on the clock than we think. And that would, that would help him. That would uh, certainly uh, make him more money or put him in a reason to, to break some ties at the back end of the draft, whether it's fifth, sixth, seventh round. Yeah. So Roger, to me, his, his biggest uh, capability or most consistent capability um, was just to make the first guy miss or just run right through him. I, I know that's not as easy in the national football league as maybe he made it look on the college level, but uh, Chris, I always felt like he was, He's kind of a guy that was able to um, get a little bit more than maybe just the simple design of the play, you know, allotted for if everything was going well. So hopefully he can continue to be uh, that kind of guy if he does get a shot in the National Football League. Tyree, I think I've seen as high as uh, maybe fifth or sixth projected over the months. Um, so curious to see what that reality would be, but certainly wishing the best of luck to to both those guys as uh, they've got this opportunity. And I'm Curious, Chris, before we get out of here today, I was wondering maybe looking into the uh, crystal ball a little bit, who do you think the next Red Raiders are Ooh. that we're discussing in NFL terms? Even if it's not quite as glowing as Tyree Wilson, it's hard to compare anybody to that. But who's next to be on that professional radar, uh, yet still in a tech uniform? But who's next to be on that professional radar, uh, yet still in a tech uniform? Yeah, this is a this is a wonderful question, and and at some level, I'll, I'll have an answer for you. But then at some level, some of that hasn't necessarily emerged yet. But yeah. I would tell you, I mean, I think a year from now we're talking about Tyler Shuck. I do. I think if he's healthy, I think uh, I think he's absolutely probably a combine guy, um, just because of the measurables, because of his smarts. Uh, I just think he's a guy that. He, he's wired like a, a, a prototypical quarterback and that he can get up on the whiteboard and like talk, you know, do the chalk talk as much as you want and yeah. explain, explain to, uh, to any, any GM or coach or whatever and understand schemes. He's well studied. And again, it's it, part of it is because he's six, three, two twenty. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe a little, little, uh, uh, bigger than that. And that, that checks boxes, man. They, they want measurables at this level. Uh, not to say they're not going to take chances on smaller guys, but when you start checking the measurables box, I do think I'm not going to be surprised at all if, if guys like uh, Rusty Stotts uh, is in this conversation oh, as well. Oh, Chris, I heard from uh, 
Mama Stats. She uh, tweeted us. Okay, let us stats. know. I, I was trying to put on airs because I see two A's and I'm from Lamb <laughs> County. I get confused and I go Stats. Uh, Rusty Stats. Stats. That's yeah. my fault. I and thanks for I will. listening again, uh, Mama and Stats. I, Mama, okay, Rusty Stats. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was uh, told that it was Stats initially, and so I, that's how I remembered it. Now it's going to take uh, me a long time to try to unlearn that and learn Stat or Stats. I see, I already screwed it up, but Mrs. Okay, well, Stats will be it. glad to hear her son's name mentioned in this conversation. I think. Okay. Yeah. NFL I, dollar no, conversation. No question. Uh, no. No doubt. Um, you know, did, did, would we rule out Dennis Wilburn there? I would not. Mm. Um, I think defensively, I think you 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 wonder about uh, guys like Rabbit. Um, I think, you know, I think there's there's some guys uh, on that side of the of the ball that I think yeah, I think your two corners for sure. I probably should have mentioned them first and foremost. Dunlap and um, oh geez, um, um, I'm talking yeah, sorry. Yeah. Rashad Williams. Yeah. Geez. Uh, I think those be, and again, it's the measurable conversation. I think that's why you, know, when you're, when you're six, three ish, I think you have, cause I think they had chances to maybe make a decision after this season as it related to the NFL. But I think that they maybe could have gone late round and now maybe it's, if, if you come back and play well and stay healthy and all those things, I think you have a chance to improve that. So, that's a that's a number of, of guys there that I think have a chance. Uh, I don't know if there's like a no brainer, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. If you asked me this a year ago, I don't know. I don't know at what level I would have answered Tyree Wilson. I probably would have said has a chance, but <laughs> I, I, I probably would have chuckled a bit or just thought, man, I'm I'm being a big time homer here if I even suggest to you he's a high-end draft <laughs> right. pick just because we hadn't seen a lot of that yet he started to scratch the surface and really with the bowl game and some of those games down the stretch of the season ago yeah. but but i think we got a really good feel for it in the summertime when nfl scouts started coming through here and he started to see these mock drafts and then if anything he's eclipsed every bit of that with his play and put himself in a, in a completely different conversation i mean he could uh you know he, he could be one of the highest draft picks you ever have <laughs> which is yeah. crazy no doubt um you you've mentioned several of them tyler shuck i, I think the clear no-brainer like number one guy on that list right now as you look ahead but we'll see what the season holds but uh dunlap a guy's name i, I see often um rusty stats a name i see often and even a guy that i was a little surprised but maybe we're talking measurables baylor cup I've seen his name, 2024, you know, big look ahead kind of uh, professionals prospect rankings, seen his name mentioned a few times. So we'll see what type of hay they can make for themselves in season because that's where it's all made. This is just talking season as we sit here right now. But, uh, man, you mentioned the summer and we got spring camp around the corner. So you'll begin to see kind of who's uh, who, who NFL minds have their eyes on, just like you were referring to there with with Tyree Wilson. So looking forward to getting that started and seeing uh, maybe who emerges that we haven't mentioned. We'd certainly leave some room for that as well if they want to have a big year. <laughs> but but I, I tell you that the fact that we've mentioned, you know, I don't know, five to eight different guys or possibilities, that tells you that you're, you're, you're in a different uh, place with your program than you've been before. 
Because I, I, I think a guy like Dre McCray, if he comes in and does what they think, mm. you know, I think he's going to be here for a couple years. But, I mean, I think there's a chance with somebody like him. I mean, I, I, I knew several regional folks that cover the draft and all that. They, they definitely took notice when he transferred here and had seen what he had been able to do at, at Austin P. And I think they were like, oh, yeah, this kid can can go. And as crazy as it is, there's plenty of players highlighted in the NFL right now that came from smaller schools that are really, really good players. So don't don't get it twisted in that, you know, he can't be that good. He came from here or whoever you're talking about because, yes, they can. Um, and there's yeah. plenty of examples of it out there every single year. Don't be turning your nose up at Austin P. That's ridiculous. <laughs> NFL I, I, factory. I, as I was looking at my, it took me a second. It got me my, uh, my, I want to look at my spotting boards here. I, I tell you the name too, that I totally forgot to mention. And I think he's got NFL written all over him is Tyler Owens. And that's a name. Mm, yep. He, he's, uh, and it, it's different because he actually played some last year was dinged up though. But this is a player that is very similar to the Cole Spencer conversation we had. I think that people don't realize how good or what they have yet in Tyler Owens. Now they got to see it a bit in the bowl game uh, with no Reggie Pearson. And I think that's part of why Reggie Pearson decided not to stay at Texas tech, because I think it was already kind of conveyed to him. We're we're going with this young man here going forward here. So, you know, you're going to come off the bench or whatever, Oh, you're not going to start. But Tyler Owens is, I mean, he he's 6'2", 6'3", over 200, can run like crazy. Uh, and I, I hate to phrase it this way, and hopefully you you become this way in time. He looks like a UT guy would look like. I mean, they, you know, it's it's because when you get on the floor, I mean, on the, on the field, and you start seeing like Texas's players or Oklahoma's players, and they all look the part, and it's just yeah. kind of like, wow. And you realize, man, you're you're kind of smaller as a team. Tyler Owens looks like they're supposed to look like. Tyree Wilson looks like you're supposed to look like, right? So that's why he was stood out. But hopefully that becomes more the norm. And now you look around that secondary and you got six two, six three guys all over the place. But Tyler Owens is one of those. So I want to make sure that I mention him because he's got uh, a great chance to to be a, a next level guy. Man, since you had the influx with guys like uh, Williams and Dunlap and Waters and some of these others in the secondary a few years back, like size has been a thing for you. And that's not something you've had uh, very consistently in that defensive backfield. But yeah, Tyler Owens looks the part. I got to say, just as a fan, I, I would have no like awareness of him if I didn't visit with you every day. We saw him get a little opportunity and he was making good on some of it, but he was in and out. You see physical, yeah, he looks like he could be a dude, but you throughout the year, you know, have been pointing to, to him as someone that really has got a ton of potential. So yeah, I think and most fans are probably like, Yeah, I kind of know who he is, but I, you know, I'm I, I do the Shaq meme thing. I gotta apologize. <laughs> I wasn't really familiar with your game. Uh, but maybe in 2023 we'll all become a lot more familiar with Tyler Owens with a little bit better luck uh from a health standpoint as well. I'm sure we will. Well, he's he factors in heavily next year. I would just say that internally, really, they are extremely impressed with his who he is, his skill set, all that. Really, it's just about being healthy. And I, I think if you want to go go rewatch that bowl game versus Ole Miss, you'll you'll learn a lot about uh, Tyler yeah. Owens. Man, I mean, he he can he can he can help you big time. 
All right. Good stuff, Chris. Uh, appreciate the perspective as always. And uh, certainly excited to get back uh, to finding out who the next wave of professional prospects is actually going to be, you know, once football is played, which will be a fun time uh, of year. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to the final episode of the week with you coming up tomorrow. Be back with us because it's going to be about, well, you. We're diving in to the YouTube comments, taking some questions, comments, accusations, allegations of the non-paternity variety only. Please, we'll get to that coming up tomorrow as we wrap up the week. So please join us here again tomorrow for your first listen on Locked On Texas Tech. Chris, thanks for the time as always, man. Enjoyed it. Absolutely, man. Keep hope alive. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You got it. And for your second listen, make it Locked On College Basketball, the Locked On Podcast Network, your one-stop college hoops shop available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. That's Locked On College Basketball for your second listen. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you next time around on Locked On Texas Tech.